I would say, don't let the time fool you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we say, oh, I'm going to wait until. I'm going to wait until. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until. If, have you ever noticed you keep saying, I'm going to wait until, but it never happens. You never start. Don't let the time fool you. We're not promised tomorrow. So whatever you're going to do, do it today. Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Every every subscription helps. Today we have a very special guest in the building, uh, a personal goal coach and a career development facilitator, the lovely Susan Johnson Bennett. How are you doing Hello, today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm good. I, I appreciate you um, agreeing to be on the platform, and, and it's always a pleasure to meet good people. Um, you you have come highly recommended, so I look forward to having a good conversation today. Well, hopefully I'll live up to those <laughs> words. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invite. Absolutely. Um, so let's kick this thing off. Where are you right. from? Well, from, I currently live in Lexington, South Carolina, here okay. in Lexington. Born and raised Laura, South Carolina, a small town close to Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. in the Conway area. Okay. So that's where I'm born and raised. Um but yeah, military life has caused me to travel a bit, mm-hmm. um, and we are settled now in Lexington. Okay. So how how was it growing up for you? Growing up for me, um, I would say it was a bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, probably we all have a story about our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up uh, in a family that did not have much mm-hmm. and so we made the most of what we have right. i often tell the story of my mom who worked and she brought home probably 120 dollars each week mm-hmm. and how she was able to make that sh- stretch i was fortunate enough to have a father in the home mm-hmm. um, but with that also came a, a struggle or a challenge because my father was an alcoholic mm-hmm. um and Although he tried many times to overcome that, um, he wasn't successful Mm -hmm. in his attempts. But that, of course, caused some kind of some struggles within the family. And uh, but we made the most of what we had, Mm -hmm. made the most of what we had. My mom, of course, was always supportive. Father was as well. But Mm -hmm. um, being that he had to deal with some things that he struggled with in his childhood, Mm -hmm. that kind of left the residue with when it came to it came to his own children so okay okay so um what did you remember having any um i would say role models or, or anybody that you looked up to as a as a child who was those who were those people for wow you? i of course was fortunately blessed to have many role models mm-hmm. growing up i i think about that question you just asked um talked about my father Although, you know, there were struggles with what things that he went through, he was definitely a great role model, first mm-hmm. and foremost. So, you know, I celebrate his life and the positive that he's made on me or in me. Um, he 
taught me many things and there are a lot of skills that I do have and I attribute it to him being the one who poured into me as um, a child. He was a mechanic. Mm -hmm. He uh, did construction, all those things. And it's funny because growing up, he would always have me holding the light for him. <laughs> and I think I've learned that that was his way of trying to connect. He mm -hmm. tried to connect the best way he knew right. how. And me holding the light was his way of allowing me to spend time with him mm -hmm. and to glean those nuggets from him. I also had some awesome uncles mm -hmm. um, who poured into me. You know, they were other their father figures in my life. Uh, they, uh, quite a bit of them, went off to the military, but those that remain. Um, they were there to support me and everything that I did. They, of course, pulled out those other skills um, that they saw in me that I really didn't see in myself. So I appreciate my uncles and those that left to go into the military. That gave me the want to to do more, to do better, to kind of I won't, don't want to use the word escape, but I will ex I will use it. Escape mm. the life that we were living mm. and to be able to move to something that's better. So I appreciate all of my uncles and I appreciate my father as well. Yeah, that's a blessing. Um, we actually share a similar story. Um, my, my grandfather was actually an alcoholic. Um, and I don't, although I don't necessarily know if he ever tried to overcome it in a sense, um, I always knew that he loved me. And, you know, just because we do have family members that have um, illnesses or, or afflictions, it doesn't mean that they don't love us. It's just they show it in their own way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so let's get to the first the first thing I want to talk about, um, a personal goal coach. Um, what What is that exactly? In your words. Wow. In my own words, mm -hmm. a personal goal coach is someone who will come alongside of anyone who has a particular goal mm -hmm. in mind that they want to crush, mm -hmm. um, that they want to accomplish, and they just need that extra push. So that goal coach would be the person that will stand beside them along the way and be um, not only that cheerleader for them, but be someone who will keep them and hold them accountable. Mm. So that's what a goal coach is in my own words. Okay. I like that. Um, setting goals is, is a big part of, um, not only me, but anybody's success. I, I feel like you have to have a clear vision of where you want to go before you can go anywhere. Absolutely. That's, that's huge. Um, what made you uh, become a personal goal coach? Wow. So um, I told you leaving home or leaving from the small town of Lourdes, mm -hmm. I will say growing up all my life, people would always come to me, talk to me about their problems. Mm -hmm. um, even older people, I didn't really understand it as a child, mm -hmm. um, how they would, of course, um, think that I would be okay to talk to as if I had some experience, mm -hmm. but I, I think that they just wanted a listening ear. Right. And so I provided that listening ear for them. And so leaving my, um, I, when I was 11, I ended up going to the beautician. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't have much money, but I was very excited about this opportunity to go get my hair done. Mm -hmm. Well, when I came out of the beautician, 
I had that much hair left. Mm. So <laughs> that was a pivotal moment in my life when I came out of the salon with that much hair. Mm -hmm. And I was horrified. I was sad. Mm. I was mad. Yeah. I was a, a lot of different emotions um, that I was going through. And one thing that I remember saying is I will never go back to a salon again. Mm. So that one experience had a major impact on my life, um, not just negatively, but positively as well. So from there, um, I began doing my own hair and people mm. will see the work that I did. And so my family, my grandmother, my grandfather, they had 12 children. And out of all of them, they, yes, had about three themselves. Mm -hmm. So our family was large. And like I said, we didn't come from a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we all utilized the skills that we had available with the, within the family. Right. So they saw that I was able to do hair. Mm -hmm. So instead of them going to um, a salon or a barber, they would ask me and trust my hands to be able to do that work. And I think leaving from the small town of Lourdes, um, I ended up going to Benedict College um, to get a, my degree in business management, there were times where students didn't have the means to go to a salon. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing those students' hair as well, mm -hmm. which brought me into being married to my husband, who's in the military. Um, and because we moved around so much everywhere I went, I did hair as well. Mm -hmm. Well, in those moments, it gave me an opportunity to um, listen. It took me back to when I was young mm -hmm. and how people would share their heart or share their feelings with me. And um, it allowed me the opportunity to be there to be a support to them. So I, from there, decided, hey, I don't want people to just come to me and be able to share what they're going through without me being able to make a deposit or mm. give them something that they can leave. Um, of course, yes, I was a listening ear, but I also wanted to be an encouragement or give them some action steps that they could do to improve their situation. Right. I didn't want to be a place where people can just come dump their trash. Mm -hmm. Yes. So in doing that, I ended up going to Liberty University and getting a, my master's in marriage and family counseling. Okay. And so for years, I was able to utilize that degree in helping many, many, many people. Mm -hmm. Well, I came to a point to realize that um, a lot of people were trapped in their past. They are really trapped in their past in which um, uh, I do know that we all go through things. Mm -hmm. But I also know that there are two types of people. Mm -hmm. um, one type will allow their past to dictate where they're going in their future or if they're going anywhere at all. Right. And then there's the other person who will utilize what has happened in their past to propel them further in their future. And so with that, um, I decided that I was basically wanting to focus on future things rather than the past, because mm -hmm. a lot of the clients that I was talking to, they were always um, settling in the past hurt mm -hmm. and not wanting or willing to do the work to move forward. Um, so basically I decided that I wanted to do something different and help them work on those things that they can reach forward to mm -hmm. and not allow their past to paralyze them. I like that. I like that. Um, do you have any tips for anyone? Um, day one, they come to you uh, wanting to set a goal. What, what are some tips sure. that you have? Well, um, there is a process that I like to take 
um, people through. And the first thing I like to tell them that they need to evaluate where they are. Mm -hmm. You never really know where you can go until you really evaluate where you are currently. Mm -hmm. Like, let's define where we are right now <laughs> before we can even think about moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then after you evaluate your situation, um, you see where you are, what you have, and then, you know, we have the idea of where you want to go, then you can um, alleviate. So alleviate is the second step in the process that I use with um, clients where I say, okay, well, if there's some things that you have currently where you are in your space, that is no longer serving you or it can serve you, um, put it in its proper place. Mm -hmm. So it's like winter clothes in the summertime. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're not going to wear a jacket in the summer, mm -hmm. so you're going to put it up to the time it's ready to be used. Right. So then, you know, putting things in the proper place. So the next thing I would tell a client to do is to eliminate. If you know you're not going to use an item or a thing or something that's in your life or mm -hmm. things that are bogging you down, whether it's mindset um, or hurt or whatever it is, just alleviate it, eliminate it. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, eliminate it. Get rid of it. Don't allow that thing to hold you back. And so after that, I will tell them to separate. Mm -hmm. So to separate, separate what's left over after you've already evaluated you alleviate it, you eliminate it. Now let's separate. Let's see what we have left. Let's put it in its proper perspective. See what goals you want to set. Let's set those goals. Um, and then let's go ahead and activate. After you set those goals, let's go ahead and put some activation to it. So um, I know it is said that people who set goals are 50% more likely to accomplish them than those who don't. And I also know that three out of 100 people uh, write goals down. Mm. And so 90% of the people who write uh, New Year's resolutions, they don't accomplish them. Mm. So if I feel like if you've gone through all of those steps and you've gotten to the place to where you're ready to activate, mm -hmm. and then the last thing you need to do is regulate. You need to step back after you've already put those things into um, a process, you're, you're, you're working at that goal at some point, and I say quarterly, you need to take a step back and then just just look at where you are. Just mm -hmm. regulate by looking at what's working, what's not, and then you can start the process all over again. So it's like a cycle. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Those Absolutely. were some, some great tips. Um, speaking of clients, do you have an ideal client that you like to work with? Well, um, as a matter of fact, I used to work a lot with women, mm -hmm. typically, typically because that's where I started. Right. Um, I also currently am a um, global career development facilitator in a high school setting. So that kind of has changed my mind as to n not being um, like I'm not particular in who mm -hmm. I want to help. But I will say this, I want to help a client who's ready to do the work, ready and willing to do the work. Mm. A client who has a goal, has, you know, the mind that's future focused, um, has the mindset that they're not going to allow anything to stop them no matter what. Mm. Um, and they're ready, like I said, to do the work. So that's my ideal client. Initially, it was um, women, it was, but mm. I'm, I've moved away from that. Now I'm ready for whoever's ready to do the work. Mm, I like that. Susan, this has been a, a amazing conversation so far, uh, but we got to pay some bills. All right. So uh, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Built on a passion and love for art, 
All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All Things Design, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Um, today we have the lovely Susan Johnson Bennett in the building. Um, just to continue the conversation, I, I would like to touch on, actually we share a career because I also work for, in career development, I work for the Career Center here at USC. Um, but just to, to touch on that a little bit, how did you how did you get started with in the career field, career development field, that is? Well, I um, was a stay-at-home mom mm. as well as doing hair. And there was a point where I felt like I wanted adult interaction. Mm-hmm. And so I started subbing at schools. Mm. You know, I didn't want a full-time job, but I wanted some adult interaction. I felt like that was my way of doing it without being committed to long hours of work. And so I started um, at a high school and they would always call me back Mm -hmm. when there was a person out in counseling Mm -hmm. and advisement. And so I ended up doing a long time, a long term sub position there. And then they didn't want to let me go. Mm. (laughs) They didn't want to let me go. And it was some time after where someone spoke into my life and they said, you know what, you will be a great career coach. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time that I spent talking to the students, giving them insight and helping them with all the things that they were doing to prepare for their next step in life. I was doing it without even having the title. Mm-hmm. And so someone saw the work that I was doing and they said, Hey, yeah, this is what you need to do. And so I was introduced to um, the career specialist position. Mm-hmm. And once some positions came available, I ended up applying for it. And, and here I am almost seven years later. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a blessing. Um, what, so you, you primarily service, uh, high school students, high school students when it comes to career coaching. And mm-hmm. I do work with adults as well who, mm-hmm. um, are going through life transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also those, who are wanting to do something totally different, like entrepreneurship as well. Okay. okay. So what would you say is the le- your least favorite part of what you do? The least favorite part. Wow. Okay. You got me on that one. The least favorite part um, would be running into a client who's stuck, mm. who will not, get out of their own head. Mm -hmm. And so, and I know we all get there at times, um, but it's hard when you can see the best in someone else when they don't see it in themselves. So I would say that that will be the hardest part or the part that I dislike about what I do Mm -hmm. um, when I run into someone who just will not see 
past what they see. Mm. So what are what are some of the trends that you have noticed as far as career development and working with kids? Is, are there any trends that you've noticed with them? Wow. Yes. Um, lately with working with uh, the students that I work with at the high school, mm-hmm. a lot of them want to either go into entrepreneurship, which I think that's great. Yes. Um, you know, we all should have multiple strings of income, mm-hmm. um, but not everyone will be an influencer. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's definitely one of the trends that's uh, going on right now with our high school students. Everyone wants to be an influencer. influencer. Um, and there will be some, mm-hmm. but not everyone will be an influencer. There's still a lot of students who are um, expecting to be the next NBA player or NFL football player, mm-hmm. and which there will be some. Right. Um, but what I see, the trend is... Um, And even though I'm a goal coach and I know that you need to be specific in what you want to reach, you also need to be flexible to a point. And so I do run into some students who have it in their mind. Oh, I don't need a career because Mm -hmm. I'm going to make millions being Mm -hmm. a football player, a basketball player or whatever sport um, that they think that they're going to excel in. And so um, my job as a career specialist is to make sure that I provide them um, opportunities to see that there's more out there, um, also to show them that they can do something other than sports that they're interested in as well to make an impact on this global society. Hmm, I heard that. Um, do you have any tips uh, for working with the younger population? Uh, okay. When you say working with the younger so population? As far as, you know, goal setting and, and, sure. and getting through to them, I know it's it's a certain skill set that you have because kids aren't going to listen to everybody. Right. So what are some tips that, that you use to kind of break through the kids? All right. So a couple of things that I um, use, the number one thing that I use is listen. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to them. They have to know that you care. They don't care how much you know mm-hmm. until they know how much you care. So the first thing I have to do is make sure that I'm building rapport with them mm-hmm. by listening, by being available, mm-hmm. um, by also speaking into their life. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot of times they don't really know what they're capable of until someone else spark that light for them mm-hmm. and speak into their life. Um, and then I also get them with food, (laughs) to be honest. I'm known as the person who has a snack drawer Mm -hmm. and all the students, well, not all, but a lot of the students, they come to see Miss Bennett because Mm -hmm. of the snack drawer. Mm -hmm. And when I get them in and I listen to them, I make myself available to them, I speak into their life, then that's when I can be able to pour into them. Okay. Yes. I like that. That's that's something that's um ever changing because, you know, with each generation people change, uh kids definitely change. Absolutely. So it is important to kind of stay up to speed with how to reach through or, or uh get through to our youth because that's the future. Absolutely. And and I, I think that you are doing amazing work. Um it's a very important job what you're doing. And I appreciate you doing that. Uh, But I do want to touch on um, being, I know you you said that you moved around, um, but what what is it like, like being in a military family where you have to 
move all the time. What is that like for you as a, you, a civilian? Yes. Okay. As the as civilian in the family, how is that process for you? Well, my husband, he served 21 years in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of those 21 years, we were married for um, 19 of them. And so we travel, I, I say quite a bit, mm -hmm. but it's more than the norm. Right. Um, you know, we spent about six years in California. Mm -hmm. And then from California, we end up moving back to South Carolina. And then from South Carolina, we ended in, up in Okinawa, Japan. Oh, wow. And then back to South Carolina to Beaufort. Mm -hmm. In all of that, I will say that you definitely have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. You have to be open. Um, you, of course, have to be able and willing to sacrifice some things that you might deem necessary mm -hmm. because I've learned that all the things that we think are necessary really aren't mm -hmm. like they're really, really not. I do, um, enjoy the fact that I've been able to move from place to place because I've been able to create different relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I call a lot of the people that I've met in different places, family mm -hmm. and those relationships have not died because of distance. And mm -hmm. so I, I appreciate the um, opportunity to have been able to experience the military life. Now we do have two children mm -hmm. and um, of course, whenever we move, they moved as well. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I will say that it also takes um, resilience. So mm -hmm. you have to be resilient as well when you're dealing with the different moves, whether it be military or any type of career that will allow you and your family to move. And that, that, that takes a lot. I can only imagine, um, it's basically, it's not just your husband, but you serve. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank for you for sure. your service 100%. as well. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is, is a great conversation that we're having. Um, we got to pay some more bills now. All right. Um, and Let's then when it. we come back, uh, we'll have the two stuff in the fail moment. Real Dope Photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real is spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Today we have Susan Johnson Bennett in the building. Um, just to continue the conversation, I do want to highlight your book. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your book um, and, and what inspired you to write it. All right. Well, it's not your typical book. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically a goal-setting workbook. It's okay. positioning for increase. And it's quarterly goal-setting workbook. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that when you're setting goals, um, that you look at, of course, the big picture, but mm -hmm. then you also break those goals down mm -hmm. to bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why it's a quarterly workbook. Um, it, I basically 
did this, I got the inspiration um, because I was helping a couple of clients. And um, for some, it's hard to pursue a goal when it looks so huge. Right. It's like they um, are intimidated to start when something like, it's like you're climbing a mountain and the mountain is just so high. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it typically takes or just one step. You know, you have to take one step. And so breaking it down into quarters, breaking goals down into quarters, um, allow um, clients the opportunity to, you know, bite those goals down to smaller pieces. Mm -hmm. And so I do, again, have this quarterly goal setting workbook um, that will help anybody who's ready to set some goals and, and, and get get them going. OK. And then and where can they find that book? They can find it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, and it, again, it's called Positioning for Increase Quarterly Goal Setting Workbook. Like and it. yep, if you just want to, once you're on Amazon, put in Susan Johnson Bennett, it shall pop right up. Okay. And I love the color. This is amazing design. Yes. Thank you. I, I'll have to get one of those. That's my wife's favorite color, teal. So is that right? I have to get one of those for okay. her. Is that, is that something that, that comes... Um, with with your um, package, <laughs> absolutely it does. So any of my um, clients who uh, I get the opportunity, awesome opportunity to coach, they do get this goal setting workbook as mm -hmm. well as a journal. So I also have a journal that goes along with it. That journal also can be found on Amazon as well okay. for anyone who's wanting to do the work. Um, and they want to go solo, that's absolutely fine as well. All they do is follow the prompts that are within the book. And I'd love to hear if you decide to purchase it mm -hmm. and put it into practice, how well you're doing. Absolutely. Um, I'm huge on goal setting. So uh, I'll, I'll have to get two of those then. Awesome. I like it. <laughs> um, but how I like to kind of wrap up my interviews is with uh, a two stub in the fail moment. Basically, a moment where you had to overcome adversity that sticks out the most for you. So what uh, is that moment for you? Wow. A two-step to fail moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It takes me back to um, <laughs> having our second child. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we had our first child. We always had a goal to have two children. Mm -hmm. um, within a, a year or so after having our first son, we ended up having a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. um, and then a year or so later, we had another miscarriage. Um, but we didn't forget or we didn't let go of the goal mm -hmm. or the vision that we had for our family. And so we knew what it took in order to accomplish that. Um one thing that we decided that we weren't going to let stop us is what happened to the other two. Right. Um, we would celebrate their life, yeah. um, but we will also continue trying. So um, we ended up getting pregnant again, and this time we were able to deliver her. Yeah. Um, so that was a moment that we were grateful for. But I will say that she came at six months. So she was, uh, well, she came um, at 28 weeks. And so she was 12 weeks early. She was a preemie. And that was um, something that was hard mm -hmm. that we, at a moment that we had to overcome. 
Um, but we showed up every day to Nick U, loved her in the morning, loved her in the afternoon, mm -hmm. um, prayed over her, continued believing, um, continuing to do the things that we knew that we needed to do that was necessary um, to be able to be in a good mindset when she came home. Mm -hmm. So we weren't preparing for death. We were preparing for life. Um, and she needed us to be in a good head space when she got home. So we had to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, that started with the goal. And we had to follow through. And so a lot of times I like to tell clients that in setting a goal, sometimes you um, want it to happen in a certain way. It never really comes out the way that you plan it. And you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay um, with you know, having an audible, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you have to go with what's next. Um, but you will still get there, you know, no matter the detour, no matter the roadblocks, find a way around it to get to that destination. That was an amazing moment. I, I thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, but what I, what I like to do is, um, first, how can the people find you before we before we wrap things up? All right. All your social media handles, okay. where they can get the book one more time, and just anything that you'd like to promote. The floor is yours. Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, anyone who's interested in the goal setting workbook, Positioning for Increase, you can find it on Amazon. Um, it's on Amazon. You just, like I said, search for Susan Johnson Bennett. It should yeah. pop up. You can also, if you want to follow me, um, I am on Facebook at Positioning for Increase, as well as Instagram, Positioning for Increase, on Twitter, For Increase. And then also my website is www.positioningforincrease.com. Okay, well, make sure y'all tap in and please, please go get this book. I'm, I'm going to beat you there. So um, go ahead and, and get it, please. Um, before we wrap things up, do you have any words of encouragement or, or closing remarks that you'd like to leave us with today? Sure. All right. Closing remarks. Um, encouragement. I would say don't let the time fool you. A lot of times we say, oh, I'm going to wait until... I'm going to wait until mm -hmm. I'm going to wait until if have you ever noticed you keep saying I'm going to wait until but it never happens. You never start. Don't let the time fool you. We're not promised tomorrow. So whatever you're going to do, do it today. Mm. I couldn't have said that better myself. It was an excellent way to wrap up this episode. This has been another amazing episode of the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins. Today we had Susan Johnson in the building. Um, just an amazing conversation. I thank you for your time. Um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. This has just been another episode, and we are signing out. Peace.